देर इज अ कम्युनिटी कॉल भाचड़ा भाचड़ा कम्युनिटी इन मध्य प्रदेश मतलब गाँव के गाँव आर ऑन द हाईवे दे जिस डू दिस बिजनेस when there is a girl child born in their family they rejoice because they can sell her when she is 18 13 or 14 so that's how terrible the whole issue is and it's a very complex problem you know it's been happening since years how do you fix that so i have we worked towards resolving these complex problems through innovative methods and designs design systems and in many ways so it's it's small effort to see how we can do this resolve this problem differently rather than just rescuing and rehabilitating girls welcome to intensify humanity podcast we bring the stories of ordinary human beings with extraordinary journeys they have been grinded through life in terms of extreme challenges guilt shame and things people cannot even imagine all because they made a choice or decision in life they are literally not just inspiring but intensifying humanity through unconventional ways to such an extent that other human beings are inspired and pushed to live to their highest potential in life I Sundata Sarkar your host today will bring about the story of one such human being I hope you find this episode inspirational Would you imagine yourself traveling in the local trains of Mumbai and get harassed by fellow passengers especially when you are a woman no and nobody likes that but the bigger question is who is actually cleaning the mess We all are tired of listening to all the incidents that our mothers, sisters and friends face on a daily basis, but we all just talk about that, but not this man. After the Nirbhaya brutal incident, this human being took matters in his hands to do his level best in catching hold of the molesters and the Mumbai locals, whom he calls as railway rowdies. His initiative war, which is War against railway rowdies is a bold step where he himself uses a special goggles fitted with a spy camera which captures the real time molesters and he submits those proofs to the police authorities till now he has caught hold of 150 plus such people he is also a tedx speaker and have spoken to many such platforms to share his experiences stories and at the same time raising awareness This human being is not only saving but intensifying humanity by saving so many women on the go by his selfless service and his contributions towards anti-human trafficking. He is none other than the Pesh Tank. Welcome the Pesh to my show Intensify Humanity. Hi, hi. So, let me ask you the Pesh the first question which I generally ask my guests. How do you start your day? I how do I start my day uh, I don't know if this is the right thing to say but I start my day with a lot of gratitude and uh, the happiness in my heart because I feel every day when you wake up the first thing I do is I get up and I open up my window and I have this uh, beautiful like five to seven beautiful plants that I have and you just look at that and there's breeze coming in and it's just amazing to see that you know So I think my day starts with that and then of course you get into this whirlpool called life <laughs> where there are mix of there is it's it's a mix of everything you know and I think it's uh, fair to go through that also so yeah my day is pretty good like yeah I like to see mornings and I'm a pretty happy person when I wake up 
that is a beautiful way to start your day with gratitude even i do the same you share with us about yourself like your background and a little bit of your story so i uh, i i'm born and brought up in this place called villeparle irla which is a, a small town in mumbai suburbs and uh, it was not a very easy childhood honestly because uh, we, i come from this family of uh, of uh, uh, very average earning income people my father was uh, into construction line into uh, re- redeveloping houses and uh, my till my uh, till i was 14 uh, i was i was doing relatively okay uh, until then i had to support my family so i had to move out of education and then um, i had to give up my education and i had to start working to support my family because my father f- uh, was not well and that uh, was the reason why i had to start my career early to understand and learn new things because i was no i'm a non graduate so i had to do that and uh, uh, the good thing is that my mother started her catering business that gave me a little bit of space to do what i wanted to do and i used to work for this one computer hardware manufacturing company where my job was to repair computers and learn computers and you know everything about hardware and software so it it gave me like a good 3 to 4 to 5 years to support my uh, self uh, because my mother was taking care of the family and my father was helping my mom in her catering business so i i was i was until 5 years i was working in this computer manufacturing company and until one day i had to move out of that organization and uh, then i was clueless about what am i going to do now because and uh, there's a reason why i'm saying this because every job that i've done every business every opportunity that i have had in my life is not something that i have ever ever asked or imagined for uh, it may sound pretty crazy because it may sound pretty uh, non ambitious or uh, not a very uh, good thing but uh, i think it's always worked for me and i'm really grateful because i feel that that's where i say when i have gratitude towards life is because of this you know i i was working in this computer manufacturing uh, company a small company i moved out i was into selling events i was into events and selling world space radios and doing some various promotion work i had i mean i was absolutely clueless about how to even do that so i did that for some time and then i moved out from there and until there was this whole thing about like call centers are the new big thing and you know this will support you and this will make you good and you won't believe because i could not even speak uh, or or communicate in english at that time well or or defend myself in any discussion so for me it was absolutely a miracle when i went uh, to give the interview a friend of mine was not selected i got selected and um uh, so my 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 company that i was working for previously the computer manufacturing company had about um, the salary i used to get at the end of fifth year was about 1500 rupees okay and this is funny because i went there and uh, i got selected and i was been given an offer letter by the hr and the amount was written like 13500 and i was like uh, in my head like i used to get 1500 in the previous organization and i'm getting here 1350 rupees so like a fool <laughs> i i go to the hr and say that hey my salary is only 1350 rupees 1350 rupees to which he just looked and said like no idiot this is 13500 rupees so in my head i was like oh my god what am i going to do with so much of money <laughs> so that was pretty funny because uh, i never imagined i would land up in a multi- multinational company working for um, uh, for one of the biggest 
computer manufacturing company called Dell at the time. So I used to repair computers of Dell customers in in United States, and that was my job. Like, so I learned a lot. It was very tough, and I think the universe was very kind, and I was supposed to get that job because my family needed that support. Because by the time I joined the call center, my mother stopped her business of catering, you know, and uh, we needed that kind of support. So. You know, everything falls in place when you completely surrender to the universe and just believe in the universe that the fact that it will come to your rescue if you if you trust and believe them. So it was it was a big learning for me. Okay, and uh, for five years I worked in Dell computers until one day, and I will put this on record because I am uh, I'm not ashamed of it as much as I am. I regret that incident happened. Uh, it was the fifth year of my call center and. I'm a vegetarian by choice. It's not about religion for me, but it's more about choice that I have. So I don't eat meat, okay? Uh, and uh, this, and I have, and from from a longest time, I have this issue of if there's something not right, then you raise up, like at least say you don't have to fight, you don't have to argue, nothing, but just say nicely. So every time I used to take a break at three o'clock in the morning, the food used to be stale or used to be having some problems because half of the office is not in. Uh, in in the premise and HR is not there, the admin is not there, so it's quite lag that way. So I I used to get frustrated. I'm like, why is this food not good? So one of the person had issues. They're like, everybody is doing, everybody's enjoying the stale food. Why are you questioning? So he used to mess with my food by putting some meat pieces or bones and all of that. So I told him like three times before that, and this was like the fifth year, and. I, I'll tell you why I feel this happened because I was supposed to move out. Otherwise, by myself, I would have never left call center. So I told the guy, like, you know, why are you messing with my food? Like, you know, so he's like, uh, so the the guy actually was like inside the cafeteria, and I was talking to the manager. Okay, and uh, this is surprising because this guy like instigated me, saying, "Usse kya baat karta hai? You talk to me. Basically, why are you talking to him? You talk to me if you have like whatever, you know." And I lost it, like you know, I really lost it, and I'm really ashamed of that because you know, in a corporate environment, one should not do this. Uh, and I went inside and I pushed him and I uh, slapped him because a, it's a choice that I have, and I'm not justifying it. Okay, uh, it's a choice that I have of not asking, let's say, cucumber in my sandwich, and if you still put that and give it to me, I don't know what to do. And it's not like there are other. Cafeterias in the organization where I can go and not choose this cafeteria. I have to go there. I have to eat at three o'clock. I will not get food outside. So I lost it and I and I slapped him. Okay. In that process, a lot of thing happened. The the matter was escalated to the HR and HR said that hey, you know what? You can't be doing this and you should. This is not right and everybody will do this. So hence, you have to leave this organization. And I was into like splits and I was like. Uh, what am I going to do now? <laughs> you know, and I was like in tears, and I'm like, what have I done to my life? And my career is over, and uh, all of that was happening. Okay, so 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 for me, uh, I would have never left that organization if at all. Um, you know, I would have uh, if this incident would have not happened. So I feel there's always a reason for something that happens in our life, and and uh, you know, you can sit and keep. Keep uh, crying, you know, about the fact that uh, why and why did this happen, and what what did I do wrong, and I could have done better, everything. But the sooner you get over it, 
and realize that uh, life is also about maneuvering you for where you have to be. So you may not want to do that, but you may never want to give up and do it to take that chance on your own. But you will, you, 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 you let the universe or the life take you through that. So I could have sat like one week and kept crying about the fact that, oh my God, I was been terminated. I was been rusticated from the organization. I was been, uh, what, what, what is going to happen? My father is not well. My mother is almost left the job. My brother is studying. But then when one door shuts in your life, there are many doors that opens. We just need to realize that. And I've always, always trusted that part. So I'm more fearless right now, not that I go about slapping people in their offices, but I, I try and uh, live with absolute, uh, uh, I surrender myself and I'm like, I know I will never go wasted and I will not go down. So I, that's, that's how I uh, uh, left the job of call center. And uh, I went ahead and uh, I was like, then, my, then there was this whole challenge about what am I going to do now, you know? So then I, and there was this friend of mine who was part of a Reiki group that I was in. He said, Devesh, you are very good at what you do at times in creatives. Why don't you try working for an events or an ad agency? So I'm like, I don't even know what ad agencies are. What do they do? And what are the stuff that happens there? To which he said, don't worry. It's my own company. You come, I will teach you. I will give you an X amount as a salary. And uh, you work for me. So I was like, fine. <laughs> and, uh, and I learned there. And I'm really grateful to him because, uh, you know, he, he helped me. He supported me and my family that time. So I learned about advertising there. And then one day his company was not doing too well. So he told me that the page there is a problem. So I would recommend you to find something else. And he put me on to one of the radio stations in Mumbai. And he said, like, there is a vacancy here. I have spoken to somebody. Just go and give the interview and see if you can get selected. <laughs> and I went there. And, you know, this is, this is life. Like, you know, I, an average boy on the street who's been listening to radio and has been and is, like, in awe of all the RJs. Because that time was the time when the whole trend about radio jockeys and VJs was, like, very, very uh, uh, important to a lot of youngsters. So I was listening to this uh, uh, radio show and I used to like hear them. I used to love these guys, like who the RJs. And now the next thing I do is that I become the producer of that show <laughs> because I cleared that interview in, in that radio station and I start working with these guys. Like, and I'm like, I can't even comprehend in my head. Like, <laughs> like, you know, what do I do? Like, should I be their fan? Should I be their colleague? What should I do with them? Like, you know, so I was really grateful to that job also because it taught me a lot of things. Like I enabled my creative side in so many ways. I used to play a lot of characters and it gave me a lot of opportunity that I never ever imagined that was there in me or I could ever do that. So I, like I said before, when one door shuts in your life or if there is anything that happens in your life, it happens because there is a reason. And the sooner we understand and realize that that has happened because of some or the other reason and it is only going to help me and improve and make me better as a human being and as a person you know so i'm i'm really grateful to all these workplaces for allowing me to evolve in whatever little way and uh, after the radio job i moved out from there and i was working for an 
advertising company. Now, this gentleman is called Mr. Uh, Ram, uh, D. Ramki. Uh, by far, one of the most amazing men I know. Like, he's one of the most amazing human beings I know. So it was really an honor to work with him. He was very uh, flexible, very loving, and uh, very creative and very smart man. So I worked for five years in that organization. I moved out from there. And I'm like, you know, one day I was sitting home and I was like, you know, I don't want to like keep working and making these presentations for people who want to get more rich. <laughs> and I decided to, I spoke to my boss saying that, hey, you know, boss, I need to uh, start working in social development sector. And that's my calling, I feel. Uh, so he said, fine, do that. And if, you, if it doesn't work out, come back. These doors are always open for you. So that was a huge confidence for me. And I started working for a corporate, CSR. Uh, the less I knew that the nonprofit starts working like corporates, and that's where my disconnect was. And I'm like, oh my God, like I didn't imagine this. Like a nonprofit should work as nonprofit and should not work as a corporate. <laughs> so anyways, but I moved out from there again after some time. And uh, then I joined an anti-trafficking organization. So I realized there was a lot of apathy. There was a lot of suffering in this field of uh, commercial sex business where innocent girls have been bought from different parts of the country, forced into uh, working in sexual uh, commercial sex, you know. And uh, so I started working for this organization and I'm still working with that organization. And uh, yeah, I think I'm, I'm very content and I'm happy in what I'm doing. Um, that's what uh, my journey till now when it comes to work. And apart from that, uh, in 2006, a very tragic incident happened in Mumbai city. It was the Mumbai train bomb blast where so many innocent lives were lost. And uh, as a citizen, I felt really terrible about that. So, I, you know, me and my brother and some of my friends were going and helping people in different hospitals and, trying to do every possible thing as a common citizen should be doing and uh, realize that there was a need to come up with a platform on which a lot of youngsters should come and support uh, the society in a more constructive way. And a lot of youngsters have been blamed and accused of just partying and not being socially responsible. So we wanted to do something with a twist where uh, we do things which has been done always, but we do it in a very interesting way. So we were supporting a lot of uh, hospitals and families with blood donation. And uh, we came up with this idea of uh, how to encourage a lot of youngsters to support and donate blood. So with, uh, with my friends in Bombay Rock Association and this organization that I started called Youth for People, uh, we started this initiative called as the Rush of Blood, which is a musical blood donation drive. So there is nine hours of live music and people donate blood simultaneously. Uh, that's what that that's how exactly everything started off. And today I am uh, I am working for this nonprofit, and uh, I'm doing pretty good. I feel it's very content. I'm very content and happy. Yes. I simply don't have any words after whatever you have said. You really have an up and down and interesting experience. So, Dipesh, uh, my next question is, you are prominently known and covered everywhere as the person who started this bold initiative. Bold, I'm saying, because nobody thought of putting a spy camera 
and capture all the real-time incidents happening against women and handing them over to the authorities and the Mumbai locals. Even if people have thought of, but you actually did it. How this idea came to your mind and when did you first take this action? Again, everything that I've done in my life, you can say good or bad. It's not something that I've ever planned, okay, or ever wanted to do, okay? So it, I feel like it's like all fallen in my lap. And that's the only and only possible understanding that is there of my life, okay? You can never sit and think like, huh, because you must have thought working in advertising, that's why you are in advertising. Never, ever could have that happen, okay? Because I'm not, I never thought I was so skilled or I was so smart enough to work or do things like these. Uh, it's like life every time puts you into this pool uh, and you don't know how to swim, but, you know, the universe knows that you can swim. <laughs> so it just breaks you. Like it puts you in that situation. Now get out from there and you survive, you know. So War Against Railway Rowdy started in 2013. Never, ever imagined I was going to office in the advertising company with Mr. Ramki. Uh, I was going there and I saw these bunch of guys who were harassing women with a long flower and trying to hit them and slap them and teasing them and, uh, you know, saying some really, really nasty things to them, uh, harassing them sexually. Uh, you know, I, 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 as, as a man, I really felt ashamed. I'm like, you know, that's not what men are all about. You know, I, I just feel that, like, uh, there should be respect to women in every capacity as much as, you know, uh, you don't have to like do out of the, you don't have to do like super good things, but you can't, you can't hurt them also. Like there is definitely a way to approach a woman, you know, and if you really want to do that, then you need to learn that how to do that. So I felt that uh, that was not right. I called up immediately the, 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 the helpline of 9833331111. This is GRP helpline of Mumbai local trains. And uh, I tried to catch these guys at Dadar, but they could not, uh, they ran away or they got off and things were like, didn't work out. So, so the next, I was so shocked by that incident. See, I'm born and brought up in this city. Okay. I know that what is that limit of a man? What is that limit of a citizen in the city to, to, to even make fun of people that you don't know? Okay. First of all, nobody should do that, but I understand that, like, you know, so this was way beyond that. This is like, uh, you're like getting into somebody's personal space and humiliating them. Uh, that really bothered me. And uh, I next day went ahead and uh, uh, spoke to this uh, senior police inspector of, uh, of Borivalli police station. And I requested him that, sir, um, we need to catch these guys. I request you to help me out. So he gave me one of his constable saying that you identify these guys and I will catch them. So I'm like, fine, fantastic job, sir. So I go there and I wait for three hours and I see there were more than 10 to 15 such groups who are doing these ridiculous things. And I, um, I just could not uh, make it like again in my head, like this cannot be just solved by, uh, by just catching one or two people. This has to be done on a larger scale. So I went back to the cop and I told him like, sir, uh, we need to do much larger thing. The problem is that every time these guys move out of the, railway st uh, the station in the tr running train they harass women so it's not about like when the train is moving inside the station they will do that so if you have to really catch these guys you have to have patrolling on one platform a and platform b so if i am at mallard and if i see some guys harassing women at mallard then i have to catch them at goregao you know then that's how they it will hit them hard 
rather than catching them at any time they're walking on a platform or somewhere some other place and then telling them that oh you harassed some women we know it you know so but they were not ready to do that they were like because railway is divided into rpf and grp which are two different uh, government bodies one is the state responsibility the other is a central responsibility central government responsibility so i kept getting juggled between these two uh, organizations uh, very disappointed very uh, you know it was because i used to leave my work and go and meet these officers and they were like you go and first meet them and get their approval and then we'll meet you so they kept doing that to me but uh, nevertheless after about 4 months uh, this started in august september october november december after 4 months we finally made both of these two entities to come and work together and to catch these guys and we planned it like we were live streaming at goregaon malar station and the live streaming was happening at goregaon station so we used to see every anybody used to harass there was a visual as well as a verbal information given to the goregaon team and uh, it worked out pretty well for that moment because people are scared like you know for the first time they thought like we can get caught at the next station and that was we wanted to play this game more psychological rather than more uh, you know the- theoretical uh, because uh, you know you you it's like a cop hiding behind a tree you will never jump a signal you know so some similarly if a real time patrolling is happening inside a train or if you catch them at the next station for the act that they've done at the previous station then uh, we can very much uh, uh, hit them hard and they they will scared scarred for life like you know they would never do that because they know mujhe kabhi bhi koi pakad sakta hai so it went well and then uh, after some time everything stopped again uh, so war is into its fourth year and we've I've, we've caught about 160 people till today um and these people are uh, uh, have offenses across all uh, offenses basically from harassing commuters majority of them females performing stunts uh, hitting passengers on the head while they are walking on the platform and various other things you know uh, unfortunately war is little slow right now because my work is not permitting me to stay in bombay a lot so i keep traveling and then uh, there is there was so it's a little slow but i mean it's it's always on like you know every time i see somebody harassing somebody else uh, especially when i will stand up and say boss this is not right like you need to speak speak it out and finish it so i feel that was that was that was all about war and uh, war gave me a lot of uh, limelight and support and people came in forward i never imagined and you know most of these things that got viral have in war was after 3 years <laughs> so it's funny for me to sit and think about it because when i started it it was not getting very popular but after 3 years <laughs> suddenly one day uh, it just goes viral and just goes on and i'm really humbled at the same time i'm also concerned and worried because uh, i'll be very honest i'm no hero or any of that i get scared and i am also worried about my life because nobody wants to go out in a train every day or walk out of the house and keep having fights with people around them but i don't know who else will do this and i don't know uh, how many of us will do this so i'm doing it as much as i can in every capacity i have i at least i won't be guilty of not trying enough is my answer if at all like you know a lot of people ask me why don't you scale this up and do different things and i'm like you know there's only certain things i can do it's very easy to tell people that aap ye karo wo karo isko badhao aage badho ye karo wo karo achhi baat hai matlab encourage karna bhi achhi baat hai 
but uh, there's a lot of other things that happens in my life and my mind has to be empty to do new things if it's full then i can't do anything so i do in my own capacity my only objective is that looking at me if people will gather that courage and do the kind of work that i'm doing then i'll be successful i mean uh, i don't know how much i enjoy getting appreciation from people because after a point it's like a slap on my face saying that uh, you do this we are behind you it's like nobody wants uh, uh, bhagat singh in the house everybody wants in the neighbor's house so uh, i don't want to i don't want to be that uh, definitely this is as much as your country as much as it's mine and uh, i am i have promised to take care of this country and uh, and and all of us should be doing that and i always say this loving your country does not mean uh, you know abusing a country another country or a religion or a community uh, or wearing a national flag and screaming bharat mata ki jai but at the same time the same uh, bharat mata who i consider all the women in this country they have been abused and they've been troubled whether it's trafficking whether it's sexual harassment or whether it's any kind of violence then where is that love for your country so loving your country means taking care of the problems and resolving them you have to fix the problem of your country if you really mean that you love your country you know patriotism is not about abusing a, another country or a religion or a community patriotism is about uh, forgiving allowing and loving so so yeah and uh, that's how the war journey was i'm very overwhelmed and i'm really grateful at the same time i am also not very happy about the fact that uh, there is so much of appreciation but there is no uh, there is no uh, support in terms of being part of this initiative so <laughs> um, but yeah i mean like i said this is my own personal initiative i'll keep doing it as long as i can and um, that's a promise that i also gave to nirbhaya when uh, in 2012 the, the nirbhaya uh, incident happened in delhi so yeah i'm and and i'm doing it in every capacity possible that i can i'm not the best and uh, i don't understand a lot of things i do what my heart says and i'm doing it so that's what <laughs> it is all about yes as a woman i really thank you from the bottom of my heart that whatever selfless activity you are doing because at the ground level you are doing the work so my 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 only thing is that like um, uh it's not a shop it's not like my duty i mean of course my duty but it's not like a business that i've started to help people <laughs> you know often it's been said are wo ngo wala wo help kar dega it's a very wrong way to present somebody like you know uh, i get i just get like random forwards from people saying that uh, there is a blood requirement help if you really want that job to get done you should call and say you know what somebody i know needs help can you help how can i help you to get them the support don't just pass it on to people because you think this person will do the job because it's his job to do good so tomorrow if i let's say by any reason like sometimes i'm not fine like i'm not i'm not mentally fine i'm emotionally not fine i'm psychologically not fine i don't want to help anybody i just want to sit home and take care of myself and i want to just be with myself and at that time if somebody messages calls or anything and if i don't answer then i'll become a very bad person you know so there is so much of uh, pressure onto people like me i would say where i a i don't think that there's anything that i'm doing is great i'm just doing what an average citizen should be doing all those freedom fighters all those people who laid their life to make this country free and beautiful didn't wait for this day to come 
where we just keep seeing the mess that is happening around this country and uh, we just give it up wait wait for someone else to come and bring in the change so i'm i'm doing as much as i can i'm just popular and i'm different because i do things that ideally you should be doing also and i'm just doing that so everybody should be doing you know what i mean like so for me uh, i just feel that i'm i'm just an average citizen i'm an aware citizen i know my duty as a citizen and i'm trying my best to bring in this social change in this country so from this point my next question is uh, i have also speak, uh, seen you speaking about conditioning since our childhood which is what i feel is the root cause of all the problems we have today the conditioning the belief system what do you think should be the hard hitting step to break this kind of conditioning be it kids adults gender based or whatever it is so uh, and I, i i'm no i'm no expert on understanding conditioning okay i'm no expert in understanding gender bias but i just feel that uh, there is enough being done to bring this disparity between two sexes like you know the male female and the transgenders okay because uh, uh, we we live in this world which is especially in india which is a very male dominated country and i will say this because i am i'm not an evolved person when it comes to this i may also think very conservatively but i'm trying to change in my own little capacity and my conservative mind okay so i'm no i'm no while i while i may say a lot of things i may not even like uh maybe defaulting on those okay so, but i'm still saying this because every time i say this i'm trying to f- work on myself so i feel that like uh, we always try to divide as a weak two two parts of our mind which is weak and strong so if you see everything around you which is divided into these two things which is weak and strong whether it's uh, living things or non living things okay similarly uh, so you place in these two categories all the living things and non living things whether like ek ghadi hai to strong hai agar koi fruits hai to weak hai agar uh, uh, iron hai to strong hai agar sponge hai स्पंच है तो वो वो वीक है ओके और प्लास्टिक है तो वीक है सिमिलरली अ मैन है तो इज अ स्ट्रॉन्ग मैन इफ इट्स अ वुमन देन इज अ वीकर साइड ओके दैट्स द कंडीशनिंग दैट इज बीन हैपनिंग एंड दिस इज नॉट हैपनिंग फ्रॉम नाउ दिस इज हैपनिंग फॉर इयर्स एंड इयर्स एंड इयर्स एंड इयर्स एंड इयर्स ऑफ ऑफ ऑपरेशन ऑन वुमेन ओके एंड बिकॉज इन द हेड ऑफ मैन they think that uh, women are weak and they cannot do these things okay and again i'm saying that i'm not the best when it comes to understanding this but this is what i feel and i may be totally wrong okay so uh, i will just give some examples you know like you go to a child's birthday party and you will gift a boy uh, uh, masculine stuffs like cars and superheroes and all of that you'll never gift a uh a guy a barbie doll you know <laughs> or or you go to a girl's party you'll give her like a frock with polka dots or flowers on it and pink and you know you make it so obvious like you're already dividing the child uh, or saying lines like kya chudiya pehen ke rakhi hai tune kyun nahi maar ke aaya tu usko because wearing a chudiya uh, is a sign of weakness because women wear them hence women are weak you know so so things like these are hurting because and that's what it's been happening since childhood like i was always been told that uh, women cry and uh, because women cry they are weak people who cry they are weak and that's not true like men cry too i cry and it's perfectly fine as much as you laugh 
and as much as you uh, enjoy that side you know so uh, i think the the solution to this is that um, you can't do anything about the generation that is already gone wasted okay so like i would even put myself in that like people like me you can't do anything about that of course we'll try our best but we need to focus on the governments or the authority should stop uh, focusing on building statues and start thinking about how to bring uh, gender neutrality into schools how to bring the idea of an ideal citizen into the schools how to tell the child to live in this present moment rather than making teaching them something that is going to help them in the future or in what has happened in past so there is no present education that is happening in this country like i am i was never been taught how to respect how to behave with a woman you know like how to like in my childhood there are times that i have unfortunately like like hit my friend who's a woman like not because i wanted to be just there's a fight that happens and you don't know what to do you know so things like that like i was never been told by my teacher or my mother or I mean, my my parents or anybody like you know of course hitting anybody is bad but how to behave with a lady like you know um i can't understand if my friends they are i mean of course i do understand now but for the longest time i did not understand if if women are into the into, in, in their menstrual cycle then uh, how do i like do i can i be nice to her like can you imagine the pain and suffering that you have to go through for 5 days like can you imagine like agar mujhe koi mahine mein 5 din har ghante aake zor se ek pinch marega na to mujhe main pagal ho jaunga like like women have to go through that kind of things like why don't we teach men boys how to behave with women if they are not fine you know can can we be nice to them for 5 days at least <laughs> if not and i'm not trying to say that because they are weak or any of that i'm just saying that it's it's such a painful thing like you know i mean why why would anybody want to like go through that kind of things so how do you behave with women how do you like how do you approach a woman like if you like somebody then how do you go and tell her like hey you know what i like you and if she says no then you just like fine you don't like me fine unlike you go uh in as shown in a lot of movies like you go behind her and she first she'll say no you try to pull her dupatta and she'll say no and then in the end ek gaane mein ladki pat jati hai theek hai तो वो इतना मिसकम्युनिकेशन है कि लड़के लोग सब वही करते हैं और सेक्सुअल हरासमेंट ऐसे बढ़ता है आप देखो गाने हैं लड़की देखी मुंह से सीटी बजे हाथ से ताली लाइक कैन डू यू डू यू डू यू अग्री दैट सॉन्ग्स लाइक दिस हैव एक्चुअली एडेड अ लॉर्ड ऑफ सेक्सुअल हरासमेंट इन दिस कंट्री इफ वुमेन आर वर्किंग ऑन द स्ट्रीट और लाइक एनी ऑफ दैट सो देर इज अ फंडामेंटल इश्यू ऑफ हाउ वी आर रेजिंग आर चिल्ड्रन इंक्लूडिंग मैन एंड वुमेन आई वुड से so i think it is the primary responsibility of government to make sure that such uh, ideas of um, conditioning should not happen as much as they can like at least some initiative should start uh, so that uh, we have uh, children and students and humans growing in this country who are rational logical and not uh, just um, you know illogical all the time so so that's what i'm saying that you know a conditioning is one of my uh, understanding about even for war like you imagine every person who have caught during the war initiative i mean they in all of their life is very similar like living into this one format where there is no less very less education generation and generation of poverty uh, father hitting her mother mother uh, father hitting her daughter uh mother hitting her daughter daughter has been given works like jhadu marna pocha marna 
तो ये ये एक फॉर्मेट है इसमें फिर आप हिंदू मुस्लिम सिख ईसाई किसी को भी रख लो वो वैसे ही निकलने वाले हैं तो उसमें कोई अलग नहीं होगा सो आई नो लॉट ऑफ पीपल से दैट नो देर लॉट ऑफ एक्स कम्युनिटी से लोग ज्यादा ये सब करते हैं ऐसा नहीं है मैं देखता हूँ हर कम्युनिटी के लोग हैं तो ये हमको समझना है कि हमको समाज को कैसी दिशा में लेके जाना है एक अच्छा सोसाइटी विल मेक एन गुड स्टेट अ गुड स्टेट विल मेक अ गुड कंट्री सो वी नीड टू अंडरस्टैंड दैट यू नो दैट दीज आर वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट एंड शुड बी पार्ट ऑफ द करिकुलम इन टू चाइल्ड सिंस देर स्कूलिंग दिपेश यू हैव स्पोकन सच पावरफुल फैक्ट्स and the things which are considered stigma for over centuries in this country and other places as well and specially talking about things like gender bias sex education periods and all these things have been so much of a big taboo and the exact things that you said that from the childhood it's like blue is for boys pink is for girls everything is based on the conditioning and the belief system that has been passed on from generation to generation and generation and yes you are right because whatever the child sees at his place at his home in his school he does the same thing whether it's a, a girl or a boy does not matter we never treat or we never bring our children as a human being we never bring them up as a human being we always bring them up as a man and a woman and i think that's where all the problem starts exactly yes. like i i'll give you an example like if you know i i'm not against women wearing short clothes okay absolutely not but you know the world and the society functions in such a way that in my head like if let's say if i had i don't have a sister but like i always think about it like you know and i think a woman has a right to wear whatever she wants to okay but uh, i just feel that like if you know that there are like there is one place near my house okay like every night there are these like a lot of people like who are drunk and they are like sloshed and they are like not from a very like most of them are tapuris and gundas they come there like and they have food and they have chai and smoke and all of that now i'm just thinking like if there is a girl who goes in a perfectly well dressed sari okay i'm not even talking about skirts in a well dressed backless sari okay and uh, and and then i wish that these boys will be aware and uh, not uh, uh disrespectful towards a woman then you know it would be perfect like it, it, there would be no problem but you know that when you when you when they do that and because they want to seek attention of that woman they will try and do these stunts and that would end up into so much of discomfort between that girl and her friends and uh everybody so my question is that why even create that society like a lot of men who i speak to they tell me the bitch it's not about i don't want my girlfriend or wife or uh, my sister to wear uh, not wear short clothes because it's it's something that she will invite people but there are there are some monsters on the street who are always like they will try and uh, make it very they will embarrass you you know so that is the reason why i will tell them that's what i mean some of my friends tell me that i'm like i even hear that point i'm not saying that it should not happen but of course and the more you do that the more they'll break that cliche like you know if you keep doing that you have to break that barrier also so i even understand that side and i'm just discussing this right now because uh, at times we need to understand both the sides it's easy to just keep blaming people who think conservative but it's also uh there there is another thing to okay why is this thing coming from where is that insecurity coming from if it's a father or a mother if they know that my daughter is very beautiful and i know that every time i walk on a street there are 50 guys who keep looking at her and ogling at her okay so if she wears like a very beautiful dress and goes there will be more men looking at her so like 
and when there are more men looking out of which one or two men will come and say something to her or may try to approach her or do something you know like stupid and then that would end up into that hence the father or the mother will not let her go out of the house as much as she wants to so i even understand that side and hence i say that i wish there was a society where they would respect another woman on the street you know who would not just like uh, because she is walking alone and she should be like troubled or harassed so that's all i wanted to add yeah yes true that's what uh, i just mentioned that it is not about a man or a woman because you are also a man you think in a different way and it should be as a human being whenever you are thinking it should be in terms of human being if we keep aside the gender for some time then these things doesn't come into picture because you see even men commit atrocities against women even women commit atrocities against women true. so it is about human beings if you are a good human being you will do good things if you are a bad human being you will do bad things so it depends on the conditioning and the upbringing from the very tender age itself and as you mentioned previously that now you're working in uh, anti trafficking right that's right yeah so it is another grave area in the society where the light needs to be shed for all of us and very little awareness is about that so could you share your experience or some uh, could you sh- shed some light on that so i i'm just going to state some fact because this is uh, human trafficking is like one of the most heinous crime in the world it's the third largest organized crime it's the third largest profit making crime uh, more than 50000 girls every year are missing more than 80% out of those 50000 girls land up into red light areas and uh, commercial sex business this means that every day about more than 300 girls are missing and out of which 300 they could be like 250 280 girls um, you know would land, land land in a red light area getting raped every hour unfortunately we are a very male dominated country we feel that to satisfy our men's sexual frustration we need to have red light areas you know taaki hamare shehro ke sex offense ratio kam ho jaye which is the most misleading thing because uh, how can you to stop harassing women your inability to stop men to harass women sexually you are basically saying that gaon se ladkiyon ko leke aao usko kothe pe rakho उनका बलात्कार होने दो मगर हमारे शहरों की लड़कियों को बचा के रखो यू नो लाइक हाउ इज दिस इवन फेयर लाइक दे आर एज मच एज अटीजन ऑफ दिस कंट्री एज मच एज वी दिटीजन ऑफ दिस सिटी और दिस कंट्री ओके सो इट्स अ वेरी हीनियस क्राइम लाइक यू नो देर आर गर्ल्स आई बीन पार्ट ऑफ रेस्क्यू मिशन वेर आई रेस्क्यूड गर्ल नाइन ईयर ओल्ड इन रेड लाइट एरिया एंड इट इट जस्ट ब्रेक्स माई हार्ट इट इट i am just so ashamed to be a man at times when i see that such girls have been like uh, you know asked by like men who are like 60 65 year old you know so it's it's just a moment, one of the most dirtiest side and again like you know we as a so called sabhya samaj has never ever realized the pain and suffering of these innocent girls we think that they do it by choice you know i always say this that if i if if i was 13 year old i'm been bought in a red light area by the by by just telling me that i'll give you a better job then i've been raped for months there's nobody to hear my voice because no white collar guy will roam from a red light area to usko unki cheekhe nahi sunai degi and if they cannot hear their pain and suffering then you cannot do anything about that so you think after 6 months she'll be like fine i'm i'll do this business and then 
after uh, one year she'll be like uh, that's her life and then we say that they do it by choice how is there a choice as a society we have failed to give them a fair choice and that's where i feel we have failed miserably 70 years after the independence of this beautiful country we cannot give a basic right to live in free to these girls who are been pushed into the commercial sex business i don't know any woman who would want to do this job if at all they had a fair opportunity a fair opportunity to live this life you know it's so unfortunate that human trafficking as a word is not as scary as cancer rape or uh, you know all of these words but it's just human trafficking like what does it even mean like what hota kya hai usme logo ko nahi samajh padta aur ye kya hai na itna conditioning karke rakha hai ki ye to apni marzi se karti hai so it's even hurting them more you know so that's where i say that like uh, we have to stand up against this heinous crime uh you know and uh, one has to do something about this unfortunately there is very less attention towards that if you read some of the articles like there are girls who have like really really at a young age like you know i'm you'll be shocked to hear there are communities in madhya pradesh rajasthan uh, where the tradition is to sell their daughter into prostitution the mother does that the father does that and the mother and the father will earn on uh, live their life on that girl who's 13 14 year old girl who will like sleep with 25 monsters every day whether she wants it or not even during the times when she is her menstrual cycle she has no right to say no to that because that's the tradition that's they that's what they do there is a community called bachada bachada community in madhya pradesh matlab gaon ke gaon are on the highway they just do this business when there is a girl child born in their family they rejoice because they can sell her when she is 18 13 or 14 so that's how terrible the whole issue is and it's a very complex problem you know it's been happening since years how do you fix that so i we work towards resol- resolving these complex problems through innovative methods and designs design systems and in many ways so it's it's small effort to see how we can do this resolve this problem differently rather than just rescuing and rehabilitating girls you know nobody has ever ever gone ahead and hit the demand side they've always uh tried and hit the supply side like you will go and work in the source area or you will rescue the girl but customers ko koi saza nahi hoti hai unless the girl is minor to ye sab cheez hai and hamari police ke sath milke hum kaam karte hain thankfully things are changing i mean i would say there's definitely hope but there is very lots to do you know uh, police is getting more sensitized but there's more to be done you know um, and yeah we hope that uh, one day there will be no girl who will be forced into prostitution that is some really shocking facts and figures coming out from a person who is actually literally working in that area after all these things like these are the real scenarios real facts and figures if i ask you what is your dream environment be like like an ideal one should be <laughs> i think i'll be too idealistic if i ever imagine i think uh, it's important to live and let live as much as it's a cliched line but it really really if you think about it we need we don't need a country that is biased towards a community or a religion or or um, hateful towards somebody you know we need a country which is secular we need a country that is uh, that is that loves all religion or respects all human beings all form of life including animals you know i mean i i, I just can't understand captivity of animals i, I in my head like i mean it is our ego that this 
this planet mother earth was designed only for humans you know i mean it's as much as their planet you can't just suddenly one day say that okay this lion is in the jungle we need to bring them in zoo and put them in jail like that's not fair that's not right like in so many ways it's not right you're just violating the 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 general ecosystem of life and nature you know uh, that's not how it's supposed to be it's not part of the nature to keep any life in captivity so for me i always imagine it that way that you know one should never uh, we should respect all life and all life forms in every capacity we can so my idea of uh, uh, ideal world is live and let live and uh, respect all religion respect all human beings respect all genders yes if there is something not right you stand up against that irrespective of any gender don't uh, and never stop questioning so it's important to question that's all right completely agree with you so do you believe that money and fame have a very strong positive power to play if used wisely for the ultimate benefit of the society and human beings at large you know i i, I feel that like Uh, yes and no because uh, while i also feel that um, of course money is important but at the same time i feel that money is not the everything you know if you have the love and compassion towards uh, everybody around you then you don't need that like and i'm saying this because uh, uh, there are times that you can do things like you don't need money to make somebody happy and i'm just saying that like i can make you happy without giving you anything or a gift or just a gesture you know so uh while money is important at the same time uh fame can also do a lot of good like if you use that right fame like i'm i you know if 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 a, if if a bollywood hero does not he stops running on the train and stops and says everybody that one should not do this people will not do that you know if a bollywood hero or a, a heroine uh stops harassing women or boys in when they're walking on the street and doing showing all that kind of stuff things can be a different uh, i mean it will be a different world altogether so i feel that one has to realize the importance of their face value and uh, their their popularity and um, you know i mean uh, i always feel that we have a basic responsibility towards this society this motherland this mother earth and it should be have you ever felt like i don't know if you felt like have you ever felt claustrophobic like i i have everything but i still don't enjoy anything because you've always taken from this place you've never given it back in any form like so i always say that like in whether it's 2% of your annual income or whether it's 2% of the annual uh, service like you know you see that okay the 2% of the annual income will be like 20000 rupees so my every day i earn about 500 rupees so till the time i complete 20000 rupees i will do a community service that is my contribution towards the society and then the cycle the energy cycle starts as said by a very dear friend of mine called shri ramakrishnan he's an energy management guru he says that you know uh, one feels super claustrophobic because you don't complete the cycle of energy of giving it back you always want to take it from the motherland and the this 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 uh, place so one has to give it back in a constructive way it's just not about just donating money but it's also about doing something more constructive going on ground and sweating and you know that joy of working on ground and then sleeping is unbelievable like you won't need any money completely agree and a child is nurtured at home as well as in schools they learn a lot of things since the beginning of their life in schools as well as from homes so do you think that 
uh, schools should incorporate something to shape that child as a better human being, as a better citizen of the country and not just age old syllabus that has been copy pasted generation after generation. So what do you think the school should incorporate? As I said before, like uh, the schools and the government's syllabus needs to have a subject of called as the present subject where uh, teach me how to be today. Teach me how do I travel in the train? Tell me how do I be in the bus? Should I litter? Should I not litter? When can I spit? When can I not spit? You know, tell me how to behave with women, how to behave with my mom. How can I, how can I, how can I have gratitude towards people who are not very, uh, you know, fortunate? You know, how, can I say thank you to the rickshaw guy? Can I say thank you to the bus conductors or the bus drivers? Teach me all of that. Like, you know, don't teach me what has happened and what will happen. Teach me what I have to be today. It's very important to teach what's going to happen today. I wish that my teachers and my uh, syllabus would have and would have taught me. I, I would have definitely been a better person than what I am right now. You know, because then uh, I like, yeah, I, you, you've just been left like, we think this is what you should be learning. You learn. If you don't like it, you don't learn. You go die, do whatever you want, and you'll be labeled as a failure. And when you're labeled as a failure, it's just so demoralizing. Like a child's creativity dies, you know, every time you try and tell the child he's a failure. So, um, you know, you know we, we need to teach a lot of things which are supposed to happen in present rather than in past and future. So that's where I, I feel that, you know, and that includes gender neutrality courses, you know, uh, how to behave in public and, like, you know, and so many people, educated people sitting with their phones on in a local train or in a national train with loud music, thinking that they're the only people traveling. So they don't understand that side, like, you know, and I think, of course, we are evolving as a SIPS country and uh, it'll take some time. But yeah, one has to keep fighting towards this. That's all. It was an incredible discussion I had with you. Mind-blowing and so authentic, so transparent. And I'm sure <laughs> our listeners would also be enjoying listening to you. So coming, uh, if these things can even change one life for the better, if it could inspire them, then that is what I wanted to bring out from this show. But for the listeners, how and where they can connect with you? Uh, yeah, one can reach me on Facebook. Uh, we have a Facebook page called Youth for People. We have initiatives like Notebook Donation Drive, where we support 40,000 children uh, with notebooks every year, and we try and help them, uh, giving them notebooks. So, yeah, Youth for People is the page on Facebook, the page tank on Facebook. I'm on Twitter, the page tank, and one can reach me out if there is anything that I can do or talk or, you know, if there's any guidance needed. So I'm happy to... Uh, be there in every capacity as much as I can, yes. And if somebody wants to help you or join you in your initiatives, they can do uh, the same via the same channels? Absolutely. Like, I'm on Facebook. So, I mean, I, I am pretty frequent on Facebook. So, I'm very available on that. So, one can do that. I mean, I can, yeah. Thank you so much, Dipesh. It's just simply superb discussing with you and getting to know you so much better. And thank you very much again from the bottom of my heart for whatever you are doing for us, for human beings and for the society at large. And you're a classic example of being a good human being and being a good citizen, first of all, and then a man or a, a son or a friend, whatever it is. Yeah. Thank you so much. 
I just want to add one more thing. Like, I'm not a, a great citizen. I'm just trying to be one. So I'm not going to give that credit to myself because I am. I have massive default, and there are friends of mine who will tell you how terrible I am. So <laughs> that's okay. But yeah. taking the initiative and setting an example is also an initiative. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Right. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you so much, Sandeep. Thank you for tuning into my show. That was the Page Tank. With so many incidents happening against women all around, this human being took the initiative himself to stop such things from happening. He, in the truest form, is not just saving women and other girls, but also spreading awareness and intensifying humanity to the greatest possible extent. I hope you found this episode inspirational.